Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello world, Shelley Rose Shearer here and welcome to the show. Today we have the very special honor of having another guest on the show, Johan. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm sure of it. <laughs> You're going to say it for me. Versteg? Versteg. Okay. Yeah. Apparently I'm supposed to throat. sound like I'm clearing my throat at the end. Exactly. Exactly. So the typical Dutch, typical Dutch name. Perfect. He has a company for social media called Social Media Breakup. After dealing with what he considered his own digital addictions, Johan has gone on to help individuals and families to recover from phone and social media addiction himself. The focus is not just on helping people with stopping, liking, and posting their lives away, but in helping them to become a better version of themselves as well. Essentially, his mission is to help you live your life with purpose and free from tech addiction. Johan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Shelley. It's a privilege. Thank you. Thank you. So honestly, just share with others how this got started. When you first contacted me, uh, I was like, someone coaches on, I like it. Because it's so hard watching young people today and not even young people anymore. I have to say my husband's become a little bit palm with that iPhone constantly. And you look around and you're like, five people are in the room and three of you are on phones. Okay, put them down and talk to us, please. So how did this get started for you? Tell us your story. Yeah, so it started a long time ago, back in 2012. I started to use Facebook a lot. It was only Mm -hmm. Facebook that was really popular. Mm -hmm. And I used the very first smartphone that used Android. So when I was using a smartphone, everyone was still using a feature phone. So everyone was looking at me and looking, wow, what does he have? And I felt amazing. Like, wow, look at me using this smartphone, this amazing intelligent device. And then I found out you could use Facebook on that smartphone. And then I was on Facebook nonstop because it was a novelty. And then actually I met my girlfriend from Brazil and um, we started to date and use Facebook every single day. We started to post five, six times a day. And in the beginning, it was nice. I was motivated. I, I understood that it's my time now to post. And she had to post. And I felt this obligation to post. But then it felt a bit weird. She really was starting to demand a post. Hey, Johan, I haven't seen anything like for five hours. Where's my post? Oh. And I was starting to think, let's just have this one-to-one conversation online. If we're not in the same country, not in the same place, let's at least converse on Skype. Why posting on Facebook? Why do we have to show everyone we love each other that we have an amazing relationship? Mm-hmm. Because it was her aim. She said, Johan, we, you know, we have to let people know that we are in love. So one time we're walking on the beach and then she was drawing this heart on the sand. And then she asked me, Johan, could you please kneel in front of the heart? I said, yeah, no problem. And then she took a photo. And then two hours later, she posted that photo with the text, look what my boyfriend did for me. So cute, so romantic. And then I really started to, to wondering, why, why are we lying about our relationship? Why does she have to prove to others that we're so happy? Mm-hmm. And because of that, just because of this whole reason that Mark Zuckerberg created this platform that we take so serious now, that we really have to prove to others how happy we are. 
why? Like he has a Mark Zuckerberg is Mark Zuckerberg is becoming successful. We are all stressed because of this platform. Mm -hmm. So up. So I started to wake up and I really wanted to detach myself from Facebook. And I actually wanted to produce because, well, I had dreams. I wanted to make something of myself, still do. And I realized that this whole feeling of producing on Facebook is not actually producing. You feel busy, but it's kind of mindlessly busy, not mindfully busy. So I started to detach and unplug a bit, but she didn't like it. She became even more angry, more aggravated, till that point came that we had to break up. So I could really fully focus on my projects. Mm -hmm. And then after a few months, it's very ironic. Some people still ask me, hey, how are you guys doing? I haven't seen any post in a while. Then I said, well, we broke up a long time ago, like a few months ago. And then you see a lot of people, they say, oh, well, well, what about us? We need closure as well. We thought that you guys were still together. You always post about what you're doing, about how you're feeling for each other. And then you guys separate and you never tell us. Like somehow they were part of your relationship. Exactly. Because they kind of were. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. And they think because of the post that we were happy, that I was in love, in love, but those are just highlight reels, the positives of life. And that to me really made me become aware of the fact that we just post the highlight reels when everything is amazing, everything is fine. And then also we pretend that everything is fine, like the heart. It wasn't that beautiful. It wasn't my idea, but she really <laughs> took that opportunity to show others that, yes, it was me, but it wasn't. So that really made, really made me aware of the detrimental effects of social media. And then I started to unplug and really started to use social media only for business purposes. And then after a while, people sometimes ask me, Johan, where are you on, on Facebook? Where, why are you on Twitter? I don't see you. You don't post. How would you know about our lives if you're not on Facebook? And initially, Shelly, I really thought, oh, yes, maybe I should go on Facebook because, yes, I really want to know what's happening in everyone's lives. But then I thought, well, if I really need to know something, call me or let's have a yeah, like one-to-one -one conversation. Let's not rely too much on Instagram or Facebook now for me to find out what's happening in your life. Just tell me. So then people started to ask me questions about how do you stay disconnected? How do you unplug? What is it in you that makes you so motivated to stay unplugged and use social media only when you really want to? So then so, I- So you actually, sorry to interrupt, you actually unplugged without really telling anybody, then they noticed you weren't. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then they were impressed, okay, because I was busy with this World Cup website and I used a fan page with like, I had almost like six, 70,000 likes. And then people saw, okay, he's on Facebook, but he never posts anything privately, but he does post on that fan page. So that made people aware as well of, okay, maybe there are other ways to use social media. So because I shared tips about how to use social media wisely, then I thought only in 2018, I thought, you know what, let me help people to create this healthy relationship. Not, it's not about abstinence, but about moderation, about being in control. And that was in 2018, because I always want to do something in self-development. And then I thought, okay, I have experience in what exactly, well, how to disconnect. And that's why I started social media breakup before the pandemic. Excellent yeah. timing, I must say. Yeah. All right, so in this timeline, so this is actually fairly recent in the last couple of years that this has all become mainstream for you and gone online. I always have to laugh a little bit when I'm, when I'm coaching is that when people are aware that they need to go through the experience in order to teach others. Yes. <laughs> Cause I remember exactly. when I started this journey five years ago, I'm thinking, what am I doing starting this? You know, I've had an accounting career for 28 years in my fifties. And I remember my coach saying to me going, well, how can you teach what you don't know? You had to go exactly. spend 30 years learning it 
And now it's your, it, now it's your, your opportunity. And so clearly this is exactly what you did as well. You took your, I'm going to use a bit of pain. There was pain in that situation yes. and yes. turned it around into how can this help me? How can I improve on this? Exactly. exactly. So you developed, so before I ask you about your course, do you have an avatar or a niche that you work with? Like, does it tend to be younger people? Does it tend to be men, women, or is it really just anybody that cannot put that little box down out of their hand? Yeah, I, I focus mainly on youngsters, okay. but like 30, 40, 50, not so much, but more on the teenagers, the people who want to become entrepreneurs, but also entrepreneurs, but also parents. So I focus on specific niches, but not really in terms of promotion, I'm not saying, hey, um, students, entrepreneurs, parents, I can help you out. But I do have parents who contact me or then entrepreneurs who contact me. So then I always say, yes, I help everyone, but mainly I focus on students, the youngsters who have such a hard time to disconnect. But also parents, because they have children who really have a hard time disconnect as well. Mm -hmm. When I watched uh, that movie uh, on Netflix, Social dilemma. Thank you. So I left my brain for a second. (laughs) I was shocked. Now, see, my son's 32 and my granddaughter's 10. And because he had a gaming addiction when he was a teenager and he works in IT, he is very cognitive of it. And she does not allow, she has not been allowed to have a cell phone yet, even though even at eight, some of her friends have them. And he's like, no, you don't get one till high school. And it's only been the last two years. She's even had an iPad and that's quite locked down to be quite honest. And I really had to respect him for that because she is a young lady that even it happens a little bit more with older, uh, with only children because they're around adults a little more. So they tend to be more uh, vocal and able to express themselves because they're in adult situations. Yes. Granted that is part of it, but at the same token, she is not used to coming to someone's house or being around and going to a device to occupy herself. She must partake in what's going on in the room, in the home and for the day. And we are adventure grandparents. She's, we see her once a month and we go out and do something. And I yeah. love that. But I know that for children, this is a huge issue. issue. Sorry, she brings it to me yeah. quite often that my friends at school, quote, you know, this, this or this. And I'm like, well, honey, I'm not their parents or grandparents. So yeah, yeah. when I saw that show and I just, I was shocked. It's, it's the second most popular documentary on Netflix ever. Oh, so is it really? Yes, yes, it's very popular. I promote it. As soon as I watch it, I stuck it all over my social media. Please, if you're a parent, watch this. If you're a teenager, watch this. If you're anybody, please just watch this. Yes, yes, please. There'll be something you can take out of it. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so then explain to us about your six-step formula that you use. Yeah, so step one is self-awareness. That's always step one when it comes to implementing change. You have to wake up. So you have to define for yourself why it is that you want to disconnect. Because Shelly, you know, a lot of people, they have these moments of, I want to disconnect from my phone. I'm not happy, but it's just a fleeting moment. Like two mm. hours later, social media and they don't complain anymore. And also because everyone is using their screens, everyone is on their cell phone. So you quickly think, well, this is normal. It's, it's, uh, it's what everyone does. So then I might as well just do it. So you got to be very clear about why it is that you want to disconnect. So how, how is it um, negatively impacting your relationships, your life? How is it hindering you? And then the flip side, how do you do want to see your life um, with technology? So what kind of place should your phone have in your future? How should it impact your relationship? How, what kind of life do you want to give technology in your future? Okay. And also have to become very aware of why do you use your phone? What were you doing before you're using your phone? What are you thinking when you go for your phone? When you're on your phone, what are you feeling? Who are around you? 
what is triggering you? Is it some level of boredomness, like uh, sadness, escapism? Is that the reason you want to go for your phone? Or are you watching a movie and you see a character that goes for his phone and you go for your phone? Or is it your spouse that is on his or her phone that makes you go for your phone? So you want to write it all down in longhand. So not somewhere on, you know, don't type in longhand, write down what is triggering you. So Wake Love up. that. Love the brain hand connection. There's a lot <laughs> of research on that. And I talk about it a lot. Yes. yes. So you make yes. people write it yes. down. Yes. Okay. And then use it as a wallpaper on your phone or put it somewhere. So you understand, okay, I'm awake now and you want to stay awake. So you need to be reminded why you want to have this healthy relationship. Why do you want to reduce your screen time instead of just being influenced by all the others who just use their screens constantly? And it's tough because it's not like cigarettes, like smoking. With smoking or eating fast food, you have to reduce it. And it's clear that it's not good for you. Mm -hmm. Like in the smartphone addiction is like smoking addiction in the 50s. People were smoking a lot. And well, many thought at the same time. Everybody did it. They did it in their homes. You did it in the offices. Like there was no such thing as a smoking section. Smoking was everywhere. You were almost odd if you didn't. (laughs) Exactly. But people still thought probably this can't be good for me or for all of us, but we do it anyway, they thought, because everyone is smoking. So that's where we are now with screen addiction. So wake up and stay awake. So that's part step one. And then step two is about insight. So that's about an extra motivation, extra layer of motivation. You have to understand, okay, how is, why are we so much on social media? Why is it so hard to disconnect? What's happening to us? So that's all about insight, understanding what's going on. You have to understand that social media knows us better than our spouses knows us. It's because of our online behavior, the way, the, the, where we look, because you've, you've, you've heard in this documentary, if we look at an image for 10 seconds, they know that we're looking at that image for 10 seconds. We're staring at that image, so they know, you know what, let's show more of those images to that person. It was shocking. Those, those uh, shocking. metrics, Yes. that show just was yes. like, it's way worse than I thought it was. And it was like, well, no wonder that we get so sucked in. Like, you know, I have the puppy. I didn't have yeah. that puppy 48 hours until my entire Instagram feed and my Facebook feed was now all pet stuff. <laughs> yeah, you see? Exactly, exactly. Was they my, Goog- was my Google Mini really uh, in the room spying yeah. on me? But, but I, of course I posted yeah. and here's the new, bu- and instantly I am marketed to as a pet owner. Exactly, yes. And it's shocking, right? Yeah. Yes, even- it is. <laughs> but it is. And so can you imagine that if they know you better than your spouse knows you, soon or already they know you better than you know yourself mm-hmm. they're going to compare you to many other of avatars many other people who are very similar as you are and so they know well if you know shelly looks at this then we know that all a b and c they also look at this or are very similar to shelly so let's now show shelly this kind of material this kind of content but that content is not always good for us sometimes it's this rabbit hole that is very close to the content that we're looking mm-hmm. But they know that when we go down the rabbit hole, that we stay online for five minutes longer and then 10 minutes and then half hour. So we have to understand that, well, free will, not really. If we don't know what's going on, then we just lose ourselves. We enter this trance when we use social media and then one, two hours later, we're getting out of it, we wake up. So we have to understand what's going on. There's also this, this uh, phenomenon called Google effect or digital dementia, the digital amnesia. Basically we're outsourcing our brain. For example, 40 times 40. People don't really contemplate or think or think about it. They have to use a calculator or use their phone to find out, okay, what is 40 times 40? 
phone numbers. We don't really remember phone numbers anymore. Right. Jim Quick. Uh, do you know who that is? He's, yes. Yes. Oh, I'm a big yes. fan. I've read his book um, because yeah. I was starting to, I have fibromyalgia and it, it affects the brain. And my memory was my biggest struggle in the first year or two until I got on some better supplements and really actually had to do exercises every day to keep it alert. Cause then I was getting yeah. lazy cause I was resting and, and not engaging like I used to. And he uses that term digital dimension. I just love it. All right. Ah, okay. Didn't you yeah. know every phone number yeah. when you were a kid? I mean, I knew exactly. all my best friends. My, I have friends that still know my parents' phone number today. It hasn't changged and I'm 55. Yeah. <laughs> it's 51 <laughs> years. We, I don't even know my son's cell number to be perfectly honest. He got a new one no. last year. I don't have it committed to memory. It's in my phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you see, that's why you don't really feel the urge anymore to remember because any answer is right there. Or we ask someone or we Google it and we know the answer. So yeah, it's, it's, and we, we are programmed to be all over the place. We can't really mm -hmm. focus on anything because this notification goes off. It doesn't matter what we're doing. This notification goes off and we go to our phone. So it's now very hard to focus on just, just one thing, to just sit still and just be quiet for 10 minutes because we're used to have all these distractions and temptation around us. So it becomes very hard. So we train our brain to be all over the place. So the brain doesn't know what's good or bad for you. It just does what you do a lot. So it's going to get better at that activity, right? Exactly. You yes. There's a lot of science behind that now about the neural pathways. Yeah. I was even yeah. listening to a podcast when I went up to our family home a couple months back just to get away from my four walls. And I listened to this young psychology couple in England that did this test on brain injuries and memory and how actually our memory and learning something new are not necessarily the same pathways. This man could come to the door, didn't even know why, who you were, but after about a month, he invited, he would invite the team in and he would sit down and start the exercises. No clue who they were. And so they were able to prove that the mental pathways work differently. So what wow. you do over and over again, good or bad, builds a pathway. Yes. But I love that you're yes. so you teach that that's an awareness you need to have about your life yes. with your phone. Exactly. Exactly. Technology is fantastic, Shelley, but we should not really rely too much on it. If I have this cyborg arm, a left arm, which is cyborg arm, my arm, I'm going to become very strong. Yes. And I'm going to be happy. Wow. Look at technology. It's enhancing my strength. But when I take it off my left arm, it's going to be very weak because I haven't trained the arm. So that's why we have to be careful that, yes, technology is good. It's enhancing us, but let's not really depend too much on it, mm -hmm. just the brain. So, yes, that's insight. Step two about all the effects, psychological effects, um, uh, physical effects. So that's really about being aware of that as well. So that with that extra layer of motivation is going to motivate you to keep going with that process of having that healthy relationship. Okay. And then step three is about is digital citizenship. So when I ask people, do you want to replace your smartphone with a dumb phone or a feature phone? People say no. So we all complain about our iPhones and our sophisticated Samsung phones, but do we want to get rid of it? No, we don't. So let's just embrace it. Let's just befriend the, the device. Let's turn it into an ally instead of ally, instead of an enemy. So then that step is all about learning about how tech works. Do you know about the privacy settings, the, the security settings of your phone? Do you know about do not disturb bedtime feature, the dark mode, the night shift, the grayscale? 
turn your yeah. notifications off. You don't need to yeah, be a notified at two in the morning for anything. Exactly. <laughs> Unless someone's having an epileptic one. reaction or your blood sugars, you need to be hospitalized. Yeah. Your phone doesn't need to notify you that someone posted their cocktail from the bar. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Yes. Right. Sometimes those notifications are meaningless. Exactly. We think it's going to be life changing that notification. We're always excited, but no, it's, it's true. It's true. I know. But not everyone knows it. Yeah. Teaching people to even turn notifications off a few years ago, like with you, like you, I had to start using, learning Facebook pages and, and using it for my business, Living Well with Shell. And people would complain, I'm just, I'm just canceling my, my Facebook account. Well, I actually enjoy having Facebook to keep up with my nieces and nephews and the, the cousins in England. And I'm looking at people going, could you just spend an hour and learn to set your settings the way you want them? It, you have this program in your life every single day one hour of your life to set it up properly. Don't let people just post rattling to your wall. They have, you have to approve yes. it. Turn your notifications off. Don't open yes. it to the whole world, but people don't, they, they will spend hours a day being distracted by it, but won't spend one hour in the whole year to set it up so that it doesn't annoy them. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. They don't. So you come across this a lot, don't you? True. hundred percent. Okay. Yes. No, 40% of the device. That, yeah, and I was like that as well. I thought, well, this is how it is. But no, you can control those settings. And also in those apps as well. Do you know about those privacy and security app, uh, settings in the, so, in the social media apps, in the game apps? Do you know about your time on Facebook on Facebook or your activity in Instagram? You know, you can turn off or turn your account private in TikTok or there are parental controls in TikTok. Do you know about screen time? Do you know about digital well-being features? So... And it's not only about the features and about how tech works, but also how to behave online, etiquette, internet etiquette, understanding oh, that. Oh, you teach that as well. Yeah, yeah. That's all about that step, about becoming basically uh, tech savvy. Right, and responsible yeah. for your words and actions. Yes. Exactly. I like that. Exactly. <laughs> yes, true. That's it. Yeah. You leave a digital footprint behind. That's the thing. The internet remembers. We hear a lot of stories of celebrities that now they're in the news because of something they said 10 years ago. So the internet remembers. So you have to be very wary of how you behave. And also know that you can't just click on links or open emails. Know how to be safe as well. Don't just post images anywhere because you take an image and then you go to Google search, image search, you, you put it there. Mm -hmm. And then Google will probably show you where that photo was taken. So be very careful what kind of information you show on that photo. So yeah, it's, 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 it will surprise you how fast Google can recognize that environment where the photo was taken. And what about- Everyone should be taking your course. I've come to this conclusion. <laughs> We're halfway through the podcast. Everyone should just take your course. We'll talk about that at the end, but wow. It's, yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, and we're not aware of that at all. Deep fakes is now on the rise. So with deep fakes, they put photo, their photos or images of faces on photos and videos. So you see- Yes, I've seen that. Your caution, a, a caution of this is what? That you don't know what's real and what's not real anymore. That's a problem. So we already believe fast when we read an article on the internet. We don't even check the URL if it's from a reliable source. But what about when we see actually, I saw this video of uh, Obama yesterday and it was a fake one. And you really thought it was Obama speaking, but it wasn't. So it wasn't him. So they have become very sophisticated in showing people saying specific sentences, specific stories. So if you are very quick in trusting what we see online, 
well, it's going to be a big problem because we really, it's going to be, it's going to be basically a huge challenge to understand what's real and what's not real. Oh so, man. And yeah. yet right now this, of course, in North America is, is a big thing with the censorship that's going on, you know, Facebook's under a lot of um, fire right now for, you know, being very one-sided on the election and politics yeah. and the, the vaccines and everything. And I, I have to laugh saying, so you can stop all of that, but you can't keep the pedophiles and the scam marketers yeah. and the fake stuff really and truly off your platform. Exactly. Yeah, that's a huge discussion, right? Like right. You, <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. I, I got to got to yeah. shake my head a little bit. True. So this true, this is true. something new that's coming. Our technologies. I mean, we'll look at TV and stuff now. My husband and I are watching shows, and I know now the backgrounds are all CGI. No one's filming this stuff on location no, any true. longer. And I just think, yeah, the wonder in me says that's amazing. Look at who yeah. that's fabulous. Yeah. Then the other yeah. part of me says, yeah. someone could make that look like anything. Exactly. And really use that power exactly. for evil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. On a thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, then, then where do you go from there? Because yeah, I so, interrupted you. No, no problem. No problem. But you're absolutely right. That's why that step is very, very vital as well. Digital citizenship to embrace tech basically and to okay. learn it and to make it our ally. So then step four is screen habits. So this step is all about boundaries. So now it's all about being practical. So you know about do not disturb. When are you going to enable it? You know about night shift. When are you going to enable it? What about notifications now? Now is the time to disable the notifications. Mm -hmm. It's also now time to think of strategies. So for example, one that's very famous is to implement tech-free zones, no phone zones. So those areas, it becomes basically no phone zones when you take on a particular activity. So for example, the bedroom. You can be with your phone in your bedroom, but when you sleep, it's not allowed. The phone can be in a dining area, but when you eat, the phone is not allowed. When you are in a living room, you're watching a movie together, the phone is not allowed. So that area becomes a no phone zone. I knew but we the, were going to agree on so many things when we and yeah. I decided to have you on my show. <laughs> I can imagine. I can, you're all about <laughs> self-development. Like, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and being aware. Yes. Did you see that step? Is, yeah, it's always, that, that, all those steps are basically all connected. Yeah, it's not just like one, two, three, and four. No, they're all, in, all, all connected. But then sometimes people ask me, okay, but where do I leave my phone? Because you see people, um, yeah, this is a tech-free zone and a phone zone. I will just leave my phone there or there, or they have to think about it. So it's very important to also implement those phone lounges. Know where you're going to leave the phone. Is it going to be in closet? Are you going to charge it somewhere in a different room? Are you going to put it in a drawer? It has to be out of sight at least. Even if you leave it in the same room, it has to be out of sight. Because e even if you play the phone upside down, still don't have it in front of you because subconsciously you still see that phone and you always think about that chance of maybe I'm missing something. It doesn't really allow you to immerse in the activity, whatever it is that you're doing. Right. For me, so, it's not my phone. It's my iPad. When I got one, my first uh, one a couple of years back, my husband's like, it's like an appendage, honey. <laughs> it's like, it's yes, so right. Yes, For me, honestly, yes. I could go back to just using a flip phone. It's a phone. Yeah. But yeah. my iPad, did that baby is everywhere. So I'm with you. Even though I teach yeah. this, I had to learn not to bring it into the bedroom, even to read at night. One blue light's terrible an hour before bed, but it didn't even matter if it was in the adjoining bathroom on the counter in case I, for the morning to get it. I knew it was there and the likelihood of me picking it up and just looking for one more thing before I go to sleep yeah. was like 90%. 90%. Yeah, you so see. my bedroom's upstairs. My office is downstairs. My devices stay in my office when I go upstairs at nine o'clock. 
Nice. So you've implemented this rule. Very oh, nice. absolutely. And there's no TV in yeah. the upstairs of my house either because uh, that's my quiet yes. space. Yes, yes, yes. Smart. Yeah, a lot of people have televisions in their bedroom. Yeah, that's yeah. Bedrooms are like, for sleeping and other activities. <laughs> the double S, double S. So, yeah, 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 bathrooms yeah. are for bathrooms, so kitchens are for yeah, exactly. And we've we have blurred that in our lives now. Yeah, everything yes. just seems to be a tech zone. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. We wake up and the first thing we do is we look at our phones. We don't even say hi, good morning. I love you. How are you? Doing? No, we just go for our phone because strangers, whatever they've done, that's more important than our spouse, our soulmate next to us. Right. Yeah, it's it's hindering us on every level. So we have to teach the phone. We're programmed to always go for our phone. It's always it's always with us. So it becomes very strange if the phone does not make a sound. We will be taking. I remember, and even sometimes I still do it now in this pandemic. I look at my phone like, if I missed something, or you haven't, you know, you haven't pinged. I haven't seen any light. Are you okay? <laughs> Just because you're used to always see something, especially with this pandemic. So yeah, it's we really have to program ourselves to not go for our phone so fast just because ooh, it's, so, it's unconscious a lot of times as well which is unconscious like you the, said my, just check it yeah the example that's coming to my brain just just came right out of the blue is at 16 we learned to drive a car and we yeah. learn to drive a car our fathers or mothers or, or go to a course we learn what that car can do we learn the stats about that car acceleration how much gas it takes when to change the oil how to drive road etiquette and I just realized that we've let all this technology into our world and we are not teaching yeah. our kids how to use it. Exactly. Exactly. We just hand it to them. And, and the sad part is for these kids, it's intuitive. I swear to God, my 10 year old granddaughter, by the time she was six, could show my husband how to run the iPad better than he knew how to run it. Yeah. It's intuitive for them because they're, they're raised yeah. with it. And yet we're doing, so you're kind of exciting me here because this is like, it's almost like everyone, if you have to go to Young Drivers of, and here it's Canada, Young Drivers of Canada, before you take your road test to drive a vehicle, perhaps everyone should have to take your course before we hand you a $600 iPhone that you're going to now have in your life every minute of every day if we don't have some boundaries. Does that kind of exactly. make sense to you? 100%, 100%. I've even heard that leaving... Giving a phone to a child is the same thing as, as putting your child somewhere in Paris and letting your child just walking by himself or herself. Like oh, it's that right. dangerous. Because it's, it's the door unsupervised, to the Unsupervised, yes. It's unsupervised, yes, unsupervised access to everything in the world. Everything, exactly, exactly. And we just give it to them without really thinking about it. No, we don't. We have yeah, them. No, so it's no. like, well, it's just a phone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's, yeah. I, it also, as well, though, has taken 20 years for us to realize that we've screwed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they only exist now for 13 years now. So to 2007, they were introduced. Oh. The okay. So, yeah. So you don't even know what the long-term effects are. That's right. I, I've forgotten it's even that new. I mean, I've had a phone yeah. since my late 20s. The big one. Great one with the antenna. <laughs> the refrigerators. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah my yeah, ex and yeah. I had a business. When we got together and got engaged, he bought me one. It was more, I think, about control for him in business and just, you know, where are you? Are you good? Are you safe? Um, yeah. But So I've always had yeah. one. But I forgot yeah. that the smartphones, really, they are not that old yet, are they? This is new no. technology no. into our lives. Yeah, we really don't use Fortnite or PUBG or TikTok. So we don't really think about those apps. But children, teenagers, they know a lot about tech more than we do. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't even think about that. So that, that's why it's helpful to understand. I look at TikTok and go, really? I'm a grown woman. No, <laughs> exactly. I just can't go exactly. there. 
No, <laughs> I even closed my Twitter account the other day. I'm so choked with all the with all the yeah. stands, anyways. But it's also I don't use it. I, some no. one of my settings is set. It's probably an Instagram for the business account to just post there automatically. I'm like I don't yeah. monitor it. It's just another no. platform. So I really narrowed it down to the Facebook work pages and Instagram. So it promotes the yeah, podcast good. and my coaching. I'm done. It was Good. getting overwhelming last year. I was like, I felt like I needed to be on all these platforms and competing. It's like, no, I can't do this. You're right. Well done. Exactly. Okay, cool. Thanks. So what do you do? Everyone then? thinks they have to. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I think so. It's, a, it's an unspoken expectation. Yes, exactly. 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 It's so really self-imposed as well. We're doing it to ourselves. It's like, no, just say no. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. It's not like an addiction that we can't handle that we can't, you know, solve ourselves. No, we can. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, true. True. Okay. So that's that's step screen habits. There's so many strategies, Shelley. So many, uh, so many counter triggers. For example, changing the wallpaper, uh, putting your phone upside down, uh, changing uh, the phone case to an eccentric one. Counter triggers that will remind you not to go for your phone. Charging it only once a day. So many strategies. I can send you a whole list of excellent. Of okay. Yeah. But yes, then the next step. So that was step four. Screen. Mm -hmm habits then step five if step five is embrace life so a lot of times we focus on pushing the phone away about disabling the notifications and yeah well just don't use your phone often or putting it away okay but it's important to turn away to have something to place your focus and attention on so it's not about pushing the phone away but by being pulled by something that is much better than a phone something mm. strong something passionate so embrace life is all about activities about thinking what to experiment, what to take on, what kind of activities can you do together or by yourself? So one of those activities nowadays that I talk a lot about is board games, because board games is all about unplugging. It's all about getting personal. It's about immersing your, well, yourself, because there are many solo games, or as a family or a group of friends, you're immersing yourself in this world where you are pirates or you are knights or you're aliens or whatever. And it's fantastic. And you all have a mission and it could be cooperative, could be competitive, but it's such a fantastic activity that a lot of people, they take it for like, they not take it for granted, but they think too simplistic about it. They think there's just Clue and Yahtzee and that's it and Monopoly. But there's a huge, huge group of, or community of board gamers who have designed so many amazing board games that not many people know about. So I've just been discussing, I've been discovering some of them just recently. My niece gave me one for take up to the family vacation home. I says, what really? is this? I've never even heard of it. She goes, what are you talking about? We play this one all the time. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't realize it was such a big thing. And I'm thrilled because my granddaughter, her love language is quality time. So we've been ah. playing junior girly monopoly. It's all pink. Her aunt gave it to her. We've been playing that since she was basically six. Even though she could barely even count out the money at six, and she just loves it because she just wants our time, and she wants to do together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so few people it's... do that anymore. I've never played so yeah. much dice and cards with my own grown friends because at least you're around a table and you're laughing and you're getting competitive and there's snacks and yes. it's fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. And there's not a phone in sight. <laughs> there's no exactly. You don't even exactly. You never think about phones. You don't even know how to spell Facebook. You're not thinking about it. 
as you know, again, put the phone away when you play board games. So whatever activity that you're taking on, yeah, leave your, put it away, out of sight. But you want to be thinking about activities, even in this pandemic, people think, well, let me just Netflix or play video games or be on my phone, but yeah, be creative. There are many things still we can take on, like many indoor activities. So Embrace Life is about experimenting, you know, being creative, and yeah, later on also be out and about, just get excited. I like about that. Life. Yeah, so that's, so that's basically Embrace Life. And then there's a whole list of activities that you can take on, et cetera, et cetera. I'll get all spiritual now. We're going to have an Eckhart Tolle moment. We need to be in the oh, now. We need to be in the now. Yeah. In the now, exactly. <laughs> and that's funny that you say that, Shelly, because Eckhart Tolle, yeah, that's step six, actually. Oh. You know a lot about it, yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to jump ahead. <laughs> no, it, you're right. No, but it's fantastic because basically step six is what you do a lot. It's, it's called embrace thyself. So it's not just about, for example, playing board games and, you know, taking on activities, but this is all about improving the story you tell yourself about yourself. So this is all about becoming your biggest fan. You know, one of the reasons why we use social media a lot is to feel good about ourselves instead of seeing any like as a bonus. But no, we wait for other people to say something nice about our posts. So we take a photo, not just one, we take 10, choose one, add many filters and effects, post it, then hope that someone will say, oh, that's a nice shirt. Oh, that's an amazing, delicious dish that you have been eating. So we're waiting for those comments. And when they come, when someone says, yes, hey, your shirt is amazing. We think, yes, yeah, I am amazing. We've sure. been authenticated. It's like, this is great. Yeah, exactly. Validated. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. And no one's saying that. Unfortunately, people say, ah, yeah, the shirt is probably not that good. So they really depend on other people's comments to feel good about themselves. It was so, like that little girl with her ears in the in the day, yes. in that show when someone made a comment and she's all of a sudden pulling her hair over yeah. and looking in the mirror yeah. and I'm like I cried. I literally was watching that and that broke my heart. It was yeah. a, just a random comment by somebody she goes to school with. Yes. She immediately exactly. she's too young to under to differentiate psychologically yeah. the difference yeah. and immediately took it to heart and was like oh no 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. It's it's so sad. Yeah. It's very sad. I love how you take all this digital addiction stuff where it's, it's physical, it's a phone, it's a behavior, but then expand it into, like you say, work that I do. You need to be awake and aware and more with yourself and more um, own it and be present. I love that you guys just, it's kind of like, remember that show, uh, did you ever see on uh, North America, the biggest loser, the very overweight people and they, um, they lost all this weight. Um, I don't know enough about it, but I just remember reading an article a year later about how all so many of these people had gained their weight back because the show only focused on them, you know, doing the diet, having someone holding their hand, but there was no conscious effort to teach them to change their habits or to be aware of what triggered them. Exactly. And what a heartbreak to be 300 pounds, get down to 180 healthy life and then gain it all back and go back to the life yes, before. Yes, what a waste yes, of a blessing, yes, I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah, so, so I really appreciate that you take it that kind of that extra, extra step. Extra yeah, step. the introspection, yeah, exactly. And, it, and is this what your course is like on your website when people can go to your website and purchase your course? I believe it's about $150. Is this what you kind of teach or is that something different? Is yeah, different it's a bit different actually. Steps? Yeah, it's, it's only, it covers one part about the digital citizenship. So how to use your iPhone. Actually, the course is for iPhone users and it teaches people how to use the phone mindfully. So it will teach you all the tips and tricks and how to set up all those features 
And it also explains the detrimental effects of social media addiction. And also it shares other tips for iPhone users, how to curb phone addiction and social media addiction. Okay. So, yeah. so when you're using your six-step formulas, that's when you're doing coaching? Yeah, exactly. That's and you're working with a client? Okay. That's so the it. online that's course, it. if you own an iPhone and you're just one of those people that are very lost with all this technology and, you know, you didn't know that you could turn your notifications off. Let's just start with the exactly. basics. You the sort basics. of walk, you walk them through all that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they that knowledge is priceless. Yeah. That yeah. knowledge but is priceless. hundred percent. But Shelly, if your yeah. listener, if they send an email to Johan at socialmediabreakup.com, my email address, and they say, Hey, I have heard you on Shelly's podcast. I will send a free link to the course. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Listeners, please. Did you hear that? Send Johan a link. Digital, uh, sorry, your company is uh, Social Media Breakup, the whole string, right? Dot com? That's it. Yeah. Yes, because I was yeah. on it this morning. Do that. Yeah. Send the man a message, guys. It's a free course. And honestly, it's, uh, it's, it intrigued me this morning. I was like, oh, I got to talk to him about that. Because I just like to walk through yeah. it. I thought there's, it never ceases to amaze me how little some people actually do pay attention to these types of extra things. And in all fairness, in this world, no judgment, we have so much coming at us constantly. You know, some yep. people watch Netflix yep. for March and April of last year. I did every course I get my hands on until I actually burnt myself out and had to say, okay, enough. You actually just need to go watch a Netflix series and, and calm yeah. down, Shelly. <laughs> I'm that's an A-type it. personality <laughs> way on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, but, down, I, yeah. but that's not the average person. And it's, True. it's True. having grace and to helping, holding people's hands to help them through a little bit of information. The information is out there. It's just always tough to find it. And here yeah. we are, guys, we're pointing you straight to it, okay? Johan's offering this to you. Send him an email, get the course. That's so it. I'm going to ask exactly. you about your life because I ask this about all my guests because my listeners know that I talk a lot about not living in regret and, of course, having high-functioning habits. And there is nothing more high-functioning than getting a control of your digital life as far I just it's so important I really truly believe that so I was so excited to have you on the show but what is what has changed in your journey so that you personally don't feel like you're living in regret does doing this serve that need for you or is there something else that kind of just immediately comes to mind interesting question um yeah remember you said I come from I felt pain like mm -hmm. this whole idea comes from pain yeah I think purpose comes from your pain Oftentimes, not always, but it does. Yeah. And uh, I, I heard this, this sentence that says, uh, the opposite of depression is expression. So I think if you express yourself, if you are your authentic version of you, mm -hmm. because you know a lot of people, they sacrifice their um, attachment, their uh, authenticity for attachment. That's a problem, right? So yes. really don't really find out who they are because they want to belong to a tribe. Mm -hmm. Like the social media, of course. We want to belong. That's why we post in specific ways. But yeah, I, just because I'm surfing, I'm helping other people. You know this feeling that you become happier when you give? Oh, absolutely. Your child, yeah. Because in the beginning when you're a child, you're like, yeah, give me the presents. I want my Nintendo, I want my PlayStation. But now that the fact that you see in other people's lives, the, the smile, that those expressions, that, that feeling that you get yeah. from seeing that, that feels so much better. So I learned to, that to feel better about myself, to improve also the story I tell myself about myself when I'm by myself, mm -hmm. is that I'm serving in a specific way that is improving mankind, improving the world. And if I don't do that, then I just don't really feel complete. But that's not everything. It's also about taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Of course. 
It's about and all that's the a whole habits. other podcast. Yeah. We could spend two yeah. hours talking about that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, when it comes to that, hundred percent. But like you said, you have to learn it yourself first. Yes, you have to you do. all the problems yourself first, and then you are in a better position to explain and teach other people. So it's that living that life that you are teaching others, mm-hmm. and then also the teaching because there's only so much that you can grow. And then, and if you want to keep growing, then you have to then express yourself and then yes. inspire other people and teach other people, help other people. Oh, so we if, are so grateful for you for that. Yeah. Oh no, it's a, it's such a pleasure, and it's a good question. And that yeah, there's so there's no point in regret. I think we both have had many experiences that we can say, well, we're not really happy with those experiences, lost opportunities. I think it's normal. That's what life is all about. But the beautiful thing about the past is that it's over. Mm-hmm. So since it's over, well, we have learned from it. We're in peace with it. We understand. We, we, we forgive our previous selves. But now it's all about, okay, this is who we are now. And that's what we want to be. That's who we want to become. So let's now focus on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The first yeah. three years when I was podcasting, it really was more about me, uh, at least the first year, because I was looking to find my voice. I'd been sick for a couple of years. And it's funny, you're talking about uh, depression and expression. I've battled with adult depression for most of my adult life. And I have friends, very close friends, that if they have not heard from me for a month or so, they will reach out. What's going on? Because they know me. They know I'm social. And although I'm what they call an extroverted introvert, I need quiet to recuperate. I'm still a very social, outgoing person. And they know that if they haven't heard from me for a while, that I am probably at home wallowing <laughs> and, to, uh. and to, you know, to check in to see what's going on. And when I found my voice... The, the coaching has only been the last couple of years, but that first three years was really just sharing life experiences and my journey, how I was coming yes. into my own awareness, my own habits and, and making better choices and being just being the best me, just becoming. Yes, We all exactly. think in life so often that life is all about doing and it's really just yeah, about true. being. So yes, you well being, we appreciate. I don't want to thank yes. you so much for having you on the show. Thank Everyone, you, Shelly. Thank you for everything. It was my pleasure. I will have uh, all his contact links in the show links, guys. The show will be up in the next couple of weeks. I'll let you know. But thank you again for coming on the show. And to all my listeners, I'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks a lot. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>